This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. This is Betting Weekly Extra Time, Serie A edition. You're with Dan Roebuck and freelance Italian football journalist Daniele Fisichella. Daniele, finally, we know the champions of Italy for the 22-23 season. Napoli have shown some inconsistencies over the last month, but they got the result that landed them the Scudetto for the first time since 1990 in Udine. On Thursday night, wasn't straightforward, but a 1-1 draw was enough, Daniele. We knew it was going to be either today or a Sunday a push, but I felt it was going to be today. 33 years wait now ended. The first team since Roma won it in 2000 and 2001 that win, win the Scudetto that is not from Turin or Milan. So a great achievement for Napoli. Not at all the favourites at the beginning of the season. The title of the courage, the courage of changing, of uh, making a massive overhaul of the team, getting rid of some players who've been a long time and bringing new players, and they won by playing exceptional football. They've been the best team in Italy, for sure, and the best team in Europe for a very long, long spell. But I think the best is yet to come next season, of course. Champions League could be the target. Could be interesting, couldn't it? It will be interesting. They were plus 1,700 to win the Scudetto at the start of the Serie A season. They will not be anything like that price when the odds come out in the summer for the 23-24 campaign. Also hitting form recently, Daniele, we've been in profit for much of the season. Three out of three for our midweek picks. And unfortunately, the parlay... Just Milan letting us down, but we're not going to dwell on that because no, it would have been, it. It been amazing. But, yeah, but Milan <laughs> decides to drop points again at home against uh, stragglers. So yeah, the, the 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 turnover of Pioli didn't quite work. Not quite, but still, we're happy because we got through out of three of the regular yes. picks. So look, match day thirty four coming up, weekend slate, ten games. Uh, Saturday through until Monday. Danielle's got four picks for us. We're going to go with a parlay again. We've got a nice double for you to finish on Monday night. All the games, as per usual, streamed live. If you've got a credited account, you'll be able to watch all the Italian football every single weekend. So make sure you're on top of that uh, with us at Bet Rivers. We're going to kick off our previews with game on Saturday. It's Milan against Lazio. This is three o'clock local. It's 9 a.m. Uh, Eastern. Um, Milan are the favourites at the moment, minus 107. Lazio plus 320, draw plus 250 here. I'm not quite sure what to make of Milan at the moment. Uh, they're unbeaten in eight in all competitions, through to the Champions League semi-finals, but only three wins in their last 12, Daniele. You can spin these stats any way you want with them. I suspect that obviously there's a focus on the Champions League, 
but they could let slip that top four place. It's such a battle at the moment. It's a real difficult one to get your head around with Milan. Absolutely. Only six points in the last five for Milan. And considering they were heavily beaten by Lazio only a couple of months ago, 4 nil at the Olimpico, I don't really understand why they are favourites. Their home form has not been great. They dropped points against Cremonese, did the same against Empoli, did the same against Salernitana. And these were all games uh, midweek or after a Champions League game when uh, Pioli did a big turnover. I think uh, it's not blasphemy to say that perhaps when he looks at the second string play, Amongst the top six teams in Italy, probably Milan have got the worst reserves of all of them. Because really, the, some of the players that Pioli uh, puts on the pitch in those games that they're considered winnable, the likes of the Cateler, Origi, uh, Ballotouré, uh, the same Adli that basically we haven't seen at all, Branks, they didn't give anything to Milan. The only one that comes to mind is Pobega, who popped in with a couple of goals. But apart from that, uh, yeah, really, the, the, the reserve player, they didn't add anything uh, to Milan. Rebic, very hit and miss. So, obviously, when Pioli decides, like against Cremonese, to not play Hernandez at all and only bring Leao and Giroud in the second half, almost the script is the same. They're always going to struggle. They concede a stupid goal against Cremonese and in the end, Cremonese were worth uh, the point. Um, Milan numbers are worrying. Minus 13 points compared to last season. Of course, last season at this stage they were top. They scored five goals less in Serie A and conceded uh, many more. So overall, they've gone backwards. You could say the team has not really improved. And this is a, a tricky one because uh, uh, Lazio despite that deep in four when they lost against Torino and against Inter. And we were surprised, especially in the second half against Inter, that they didn't look very fresh. Now they bounce back against Sassuolo, as we expected. It was a good win. Uh, they had good chances. It was a very nice and open game. Obviously contributed the fact that Sassuolo played in it. Only lost one away games in the last seven and they are very solid. They are extremely well organized. Now, last season at this stage, they conceded 48 goals in Serie A. This season, 24. It's half the tally. That tells you where the strength of the team is. They're much more well-drilled under Sarri. They keep the ball. They defend with the ball. Look, I don't think they're going to go again to Milano, again to San Siro in the space of seven days and lose another game. Um, never mind, obviously, they lost a Scudetto now, but it's never been their, their, their target. I don't think they're going to drop points here. I'm going to go for a double chance, X2, because he pays so well, minus 110. Nearly doubling your money. That's the draw and the Lazio win in your favour. And I presume, Daniele, that Milan are going to rotate again. Of course, they've got that Champions League semi-final first leg, so it would be no surprise... You can always forgive uh, Pioli if he wanted to change it ahead of this one. There's a lot going for Lazio. I mean, do you expect those reserves, those squad players to come in again for this one? Not as much as they did against uh, Cremonese, but it is true that before every Champions League game, also before the doubleheader against Napoli, Pioli changed the team heavily. When they played at Bologna, if you remember, they even made 10 changes and they drew there. Now, I don't think it's going to be the case this time, but there's going to be a couple of changes or probably maybe player taken off after 60, 65 minutes. Now, Lazio, on the other hand, is not the strongest squad. I think Sarri can count on 13 or 14 players, but since April, they haven't played in Europe and I think this is going to make a difference. Just one final point on Lazio. Well, two final points on Lazio. First one, at the moment, they're looking good to get back into the Champions League. 
five more games remaining. What are we saying here? Are we saying 70 points gets them Champions League? Do they need two more wins? Do they need three more wins? What are your thoughts? Well, they got, at the moment, I think, a plus seven on the fifth spot. So, yes, I mean, there are 15 points at stake. Yes, other uh, other six, seven points, and they should be there. Because, yeah, they can't uh, probably... Yeah, six, seven, eight points. Yeah, but I think if they don't lose this one, really, a draw here, I don't think they go any head-to-head coming up in Serie A. So I think if I think if they manage not to lose this one, they're halfway there. And and one other question on Lazio. When they look at Napoli and they think, look at the way that Spalletti has rotated, not that much, not the biggest of squads, how far away are Lazio from a title challenge? I guess they haven't really got the stardust maybe that Napoli has with the likes of Cavazzaglia and also Ossiman. Uh, but would they look at Napoli and think we can get a little bit closer next season? With a couple of good signings, and that depends how much Lotito wants to spend and whether he can still keep hold of Milinkovic-Savic, they could, they could improve the squad or at least sell Milinkovic-Savic for a big fee and bring three or four players in, the same as Napoli has done, but they need to be quick and find the gem, the star player that perhaps nobody knows. But surely, if they give enough time to Sarri, this team can only improve. They've already improved year on year. Will this challenge for the title next season? I don't know, but in Champions League, they will be an interesting team to watch. And I think they could uh, they, they could then go for a for a cup competition. They think they could be really, really dangerous. I remember that Daniele tipped Lazio to finish in the top four at the start of the season, round about plus 430. Really good odds. Not there just yet. Two wins, maybe two wins and a draw. Should see them there. Let's move on to another massive game in the context of the race for Champions League qualification. It's Atalanta against Juventus. Atalanta plus 140, their favourites here. Juve plus 200, draw plus 245. Um, Gasparini's men may be showing their best form uh, of the season at the moment and maybe at the right time as well. Juve, of course, managed that win against Lecce uh, in midweek after five uh, without. They've got Europa League coming up, as we know. There's still this question mark as to whether what might happen with points being deducted at the end of the season. They might drop down in terms of their league position. There's a lot of ticks in the right boxes yes. for a positive Atalanta performance, I think, here. And at plus 140, might be the way. Daniele, how do you see this one? Atalanta surprised me because now they got three wins in a row and there were three match balls. And this time they didn't squander them. You know, I thought against Spezia, after they had very good 15 minutes between the end of the first half and the beginning of the second half, they could have scored three or four. Then Spezia go back into the game and I thought, here we go again. This is another Atalanta that drops points. But actually they did and they managed to hang on with a little bit of luck. And that puts them in a great position now to challenge for uh, top four. They are clearly the team most in form at the moment. After the international break, so look at the only at the last six games, who's top of the league? Atalanta. And by the way, Lazio and Monza are also in the top four of the mini league of the last six. The three teams that don't play in Europe and Monza, of course, the surprise package. So it does give them hope. It does give them opportunities to push for top four, which, by the way, was never the objective at the beginning of the season. But things changed. Now, with Atalanta, the question is always... Can they keep it tight at the back? Can they avoid the sloppy, silly mistakes? Had Spezia had Zola on the pitch, their top scorer, I think Atalanta probably would have conceded a third goal. 
but they didn't. Lot of Atalanta games this season have been both to score. Fifty-eight percent of the games have been. Forty-eight percent of Atalanta games have been both to score and over two point five goals conceded in five of the last six home games. So only one clean sheet, but they do have firepower. Uh, you know, Muriel scored at the weekend at midweek. Zapata scored a great goal at the weekend. They seem to pop in here and there with goals, even from, you know, they're likely goal scorers like their own. So they got that, obviously, in them. It is a big game uh, for them. There is also a big rivalry with uh, Juventus. So obviously, this is going to be, I think, if, I think it's going to be a game with goals, I imagine. You're going to go for both teams to score, yes, yes, at minus 122. That's the pick. Just a quick word on uh, Juve in terms of their squad selection. They've got Sevilla in the Europa League, of course, uh, next week. Um, Paul Pogba has been coming on as as cameo roles, playing the last 15, 20 minutes. Could he start? Could we see big rotation for Juve in this one? I think we could see more from Pogba, who's actually played well against Lecce. And that was the first good performance uh, of the season from Pogba. Look, uh, Allegri knows that probably Juventus are going to be deducted some points, but he wants symbolically to finish second. For him, it will be so important. He's very close to be reconfirmed for the next year. Allegri, of course, he's got a contract running until uh, 2025, 20, uh, but finish seconds will be a big argument for him. Against Lecce, was the same Juventus or ever a bit underwhelmed. Let's say we're close to make it 2 2. The problem with the Juventus is the two problems mainly, the big problems. First of all, they don't have a style of play. You don't know how they play. You don't know what the strengths are apart from the individualities. And the second one, they go together. They don't score many goals. They only score 14 goals away this season. Salernitana, Monza, Sassuolo, and Cremonese have done better in Serie A than them. And this is a team that, if you look in the summer, we thought, well, they have strengthened. Well, they scored the same number of goals last season, create the same number of chances. It's a problem of attitude. But I think sometimes Juventus are play a lot with the nerves. A lot of the reactions is a nervous reaction after going behind. I think they got enough to score a goal against Atalanta here. Whether they win the game or not, I don't know. But that's why I go for both to score. Minus 122. Yeah, and, and as you say, that there's the factor here that Atalanta can give up one or two goals as well. So yes. we're hoping that Juve can maybe punish that. And we know that they're capable. They just haven't put it together in maybe key games over the course of the season. Both teams to score, yes, at minus 122. Uh, for uh, The last four for Atalanta have been both yeah. teams to score, yes, and Daniele rattled through some of the percentages before. A lot of ticks in the right boxes for this bet. Uh, let's move on to Torino-Monza, um, because this one is not involving teams involved in top four or title races, uh, or indeed relegation battle for that much, because it's ninth versus 11th here. Torino are minus one and four. This is Sunday, three o'clock local, 9 a.m. Eastern, incidentally. The draw is plus 245. Monza plus 320. You could argue that Monza 320 plus 320 is, is something of a value play here, but they have got the same points, same goal difference, yes. but not the same form, Daniele. This is the key because Monza once again hit, hit a little purple patch as they have done on a number of occasions over the course of the season. Monza only one defeat in the last nine, and that was a defeat against Lazio. They've been good recently. They took points away uh, from Fiorentina, from Inter, from Juventus, from Roma uh, midweek, where they actually could have won the game. Only two clean sheets for Monza in this spell of nine games. It is a side that is likable to watch. They uh, go forward. They play expansive football. They really are entertaining. Yes, they do uh, concede a few goals. And if you look, in fact, at the number 
of Torino and Monza. As you mentioned perfectly, they are level on points, but Monza has scored six goals more than Torino and conceded six goals more than Torino. So you can tell exactly who is the defensive side and is the most attacking side. Torino, on the other hand, very inconsistent this season. They only won back-to-back games twice in the entire season, lost three of the last seven, but then they popped in with the... Good wins at Roma against Lazio, 1-0. A little bit lucky, perhaps, because it was a mistake from Provedel against Sampdoria in Genoa. Totally deserved a home so-so. Only one win in the last six. Third worst home attack. Um, only 13 goals scored. It is a side, Torino, that had never scored more than two goals in the season. Will that be the, the time? Perhaps, because it's a game that where there's absolutely nothing at stake. So it's a little bit of, I know, end of season, almost a glorified friendly, no objective for anybody. I think Torino can score, and I think Mons as well can score, showing how good they've been and how experienced as well are the players. I'm going to go for a both to score here again, minus 114. That's the thoughts of Daniele Antorino against Monza. Let's move on to Napoli against Fiorentina here. Now, obviously, we're recording just... A few minutes, really, about 20 minutes, half an hour after the title was uh, won. Uh, this is their first game, obviously, back at Maradona after the title success. They didn't manage to get the job done against San Italia at the weekend. Um, this is Sunday. It's 6 p.m. local. It's 12 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I- I'm not quite sure what sort of state Napoli players are going to be in for this one. I mean, it's interesting because when I, I put the running order together a few hours ago, Napoli were minus 139 to win this game. Fiorentina were plus 390. And as I look right now, it's minus 129 for a Napoli win and plus 360 for a Fiorentina win. I, I can't believe that Napoli are going to lose the game, but I can understand that the odds compilers and the traders are thinking, well, look, who knows what, what's going to happen on the pitch here in terms of... Because obviously they don't need to win. It's going to be a party atmosphere. Sometimes these are difficult games to try and predict in terms of who might win it. But you'd like to think that with the guard down, play with a bit of freedom, we might see some goals. How you how how are you how should we approach this one, Daniele, from a betting point of view? Impossible to establish who's gonna win it, even to go with a double chance. It's really impossible to, to think about it. Look, you need to put it into context. Napoli won the title for the first time after 33 years, after a fantastic season. The players, as we speak, are celebrating in the dressing rooms of the Dutch Arena in, in, in Udine. They go back to Napoli. The city has gone completely crazy. Tonight, there were 70,000 people at the Maradona to watch the game in the big screens. It's going to be a street party from now until Sunday uh, when they play. But to be fair, the party already started before the Salernitana game. So the only the question mark is uh, what the state of the place is going to be, how they're going to be training, preparing. I imagine not much. It could be also an advantage, if you like, to Napoli, you know, playing with freedom, with no um, thoughts, because recently they looked a little bit nervous in Napoli. Um, they looked a little bit tense, tired as well, perhaps of the lack of turnover. Look, in the last six games, Napoli never scored more than one goal, and in some games they didn't score at all. So, obviously, their form is going down, but I think they're going to finish the season at least with 90 points, which is a great, great Tally, very difficult to predict it. As you mentioned, I think it's going to be a 
is going to be a party. Uh, Fiorentina might partially spoil it. Fiorentina is a team that has scored more in the last uh, few weeks, 13 goals in the last six. Four of the last five games of Fiorentina have been both to score. The game at Salernitana was, you know, could be very similar, you know, a lot of chances, a lot of goals, a lot of mistakes, finishes at the three. Everyone happy with the point. Perhaps you can see a similar pattern. Maybe it could be a Napoli win again with, with a goal from Fiorentina. Unlikely, unlikely that uh, Napoli are going to play perhaps even their full strength 11. I could imagine, you know, some of the French players being given minutes, the reserve goalkeeper, you know, is going to be a party and everyone is going to enjoy it. And I think Fiorentina, considering the form they're in, I know they play in the Conference League uh, midweek, so they might make a couple of rotations. I think it's going to be a both to score here. Minus 122. I think this is one of the best bets of the weekend. I think there's going to be goals. Uh, I think you maybe go over two and a half goals here. Certainly both teams to score. I I think it'll be one of those, almost like a pre-season friendly, almost like a result doesn't matter. But Napoli won't want to lose. So there'll be a little bit of an edge on it. But Fiorentini will want to play their part as well. And there's been goals in this fixture previously as well. I think this is a a very, very solid both teams to score. Yes, in the Napoli-Fiorentina game which we'll see Napoli, of course, at home for the first time since they were crowned champions uh, on Thursday night. Um, that wraps up the uh, match previews. We have got a parlay as well that we've yeah. got to get through. It's a double. Both games are on Monday. Um, we're featuring Empoli, Salernitana and Sassuolo against Bologna. Um, Empoli, Salernitana, explain the selection here, first of all, Daniele. Here is a double chance. Empoli, Salernitana, X2. I just watched Empoli beating Bologna 3-1. That was the only the third win since January, but it's a win that virtually saves them. They should be absolutely fine with 35 points. Remember, last season, Salernitana only needed 31 points to be saved, so they should be absolutely fine. And is curiously, it's the first time the Empoli wins a game when they conceded a goal this season. Normally, always one to nil. This time, they were much more clinical than taking the chances. And they play Salernitana, who are 10 games unbeaten. Eight of them have been draws. Look, they've been very clever because in January, they understood that with the strength that they have up front, that was the... That was the area to focus. They changed the manager. They moved to uh, Paulo Sosa, who's a manager that likes to take possession, football, play a little bit more attacking. But also, they understood they had to save, they had to sign a star goalkeeper, and that's what they did. They they signed a goalkeeper that at least has given them five or six points in the table. I'm talking about Ochoa. Salernitano goalkeepers across the league have been the second for saves made behind the uh, the Cremonese goalkeepers. But, you know, got bull idea, 15 goals, really benefiting from Paulo Sosa's model. He changed it. He, now he plays as a lone striker, not behind Piontek. He scored seven in five games that he played in this uh, position with Candreva behind him. It's a much more courageous Salernitana. They might probably concede a goal, but I don't think they're going to lose this one. As I said, the pressure is off Empoli at the moment. X2, uh, that's, that's the first selection. Maybe an X, you know, as I said. Salernitana have been the masters of draw, 14 draws in Serie A so far. Draw all the away win in Empoli versus Salernitana. And then second leg of the parlay, Sassuolo, Bologna. And you're looking for goals here, Daniele. Yeah, I'm looking for over 1.5 goals. Again, two teams that play absolutely for uh, nothing. But maybe you just have to go with the stats here. 59% of of Bologna game this season have been both to score. So, obviously, over 1.5 goals. They had two goals disallowed against Tempoli before scoring. So, they had the chances as well. Last four games of Bologna, all both to score. 
you know, as I said, he's a team that is saved, is going to play uh, with a little bit of freedom there. Sassuolo, not a bad performance at all against Lazio, but really, really inconsistent in the last five Defeat, win, defeat, win, defeat. So maybe now it's time for a win. But when they beat Juventus recently, they've been really good. And if it wasn't for Mattia Perin, they would have scored at least two against Juventus. But again, I mean, we're talking about one of the best sides in Serie A. Over 1.5 goals, maybe above to score here, but go for over 1.5 goals. Put it all together with a double chance for Salernitana. That gives you a parlay of plus 127. A Monday double, plus money, plus 127 for Empoli Salernitana to be a draw or an away win and over one and a half goals, Sassuolo, Bologna. And just remind us of the other tips, Daniel. We like both teams to score in the Napoli-Fiorentina game and Atalanta-Juve. When it comes to Milan against Lazio, we're going for an X2 here, aren't we? We like, basically, we're opposing Milan at minus 110. And in the Torino-Monza game, just confirm that one for us. That's a both to score as well, minus 114. Both to score in the Torino-Monza game. That's the game on Sunday, locally 3, 9 a.m. Eastern. Last thought from you, because obviously big, big midweek for Italian football when it comes to um, Conference League, Europa League, Champions League. Milan-Inter obviously is going to be the headline grabber in the Champions League, but we've got Roma involved in the Europa League. You've got Juventus as well, and we've got um, Fiorentina in the conference thing. It's a big, big week, isn't it? I know that you've said to me, look, you know, I'm not quite sure that Italian football is back because maybe the draw has been a little bit kind to one or two of these teams getting where they are. But there's no doubt that this is an achievement. What what are your thoughts on on those games? Just sort of briefly, who do you think might, might, you know, come good and what's your thoughts on Milan Inter? You don't have to give us any selections at the moment, but um, briefly, you know, just, just, no. just give us a bit of a roundup of what you thought no, I, I think that briefly, the I think briefly, I don't think Serie A is the best league in Europe, but perhaps it's where some of the best managers are and they are more prepared. And I think that has helped. And I include also Mourinho in that crop as well, obviously because of experience. Look, quickly, Milan-Inter. At the moment, Inter seems to be in a better form. They are yeah, Inter collected. are favourites now to win that first leg. And I think when we talked... When they first the got through, it was it was maybe Milan for that first leg, but Inter are now the favourites, incidentally. The thing that uh, with Inter that has changed in the last three, four weeks is seen that physically they're getting better and better almost they repicked. But don't be um, sc- um, confused by numbers. Now they've been scoring a lot of goals. Uh, recently they scored six with Verona, three with Lazio, three with Empoli. In the games before, when they didn't score goals and lost, the only problem was they were not taking the chances. So they always create the chances. It is true that somehow, at the point of the season, they didn't look very comfortable in possession and now a little bit more. Whereas Milan, I'm still convinced that is a team that would prefer not to have the ball a lot. They would prefer to leave the ball to the other ones and exploit the spaces and the transitions as they did against Napoli. As the result, the game could be quite tight, especially at the beginning. But of the two, probably Inter are the most informed. And as I think, as, as I mentioned before, they could count on a, on a, on a stronger and deeper squad. But, you know, over two legs in a derby, the first game could be overly cautious, I think. Uh, maybe a bit like the, the Coppa Italia derby last season, the first leg, nil-nil. Okay, there was still the away goals rules that counted, but it was really, really tight. On Juventus and Roma, 
Roma, um, they're plagued by injuries at the moment. They got a very short squad. And now they play Inter, incidentally, at the weekend. Uh, depending how many players they get back for this game against Bayer Leverkusen, they play the first leg at home. That's the only problem with Roma. I think Roma, with the, all the problems they've had this season, they haven't had Wijnaldum for a long time, Dybala for a long time. It's almost a miracle they're still hanging on into the fifth spot. They become really good under Mourinho to manage the tight margin. So against Bayer Leverkusen, I understand why they're favorites, but they're very solid. Okay, So if you look at last season, they scored nine goals less this season in Serie A, but also conceded six goals less. So they become more of a unit, more solid, difficult to break down. Again, first leg at home could be tight. Juventus, careful with Sevilla, because since they changed the manager, they got Mendy Libar there, yeah, they bounce back. So you know they won they, again tonight, very very late against yeah. Espanyol. And they are the specialist of. They are the Real Madrid of the Europa League. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Juventus to achieve success in Europe, they need to be pro a little bit more proactive. They cannot just rely on the individuals. And so it's, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one for uh, for Juve unless the individuals click and they and they do the best. Finally, I thought on Fiorentina, it could be the, it could be the surprise. It could be really the entertainment, the enjoyment. I think they got in in, in the forward position. I got a lot of choices, spoiled for choices really. And uh, again, it's a team that take, creates a lot of chances. If they take them, you know, it's no surprise that they score five against Sampdoria. Out of a sudden, they convert them all. So it could be high scoring game against the Basilea as well. Yeah, uh, Basel incidentally struggling in the Swiss Super League for a long time. They always won the title, but not recently, not in the last five years or so. They're going to be some really good games. Uh, obviously, head to Bet Rivers for all the latest when it comes to the European prices. That wraps up Betting Weekly Extra Time Serie A edition for this week. Danielle, thanks for your company. As always, we're going to be back next uh, week uh, ahead of week 35 and stay across all of the Bet Rivers podcast at Because We Win. Bye for now. See you later. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.